0: Welcome to Make Your Mark podcast, where guests share their experiences, insights, and tactics to help you accelerate your business. So building, scaling, and monetizing your business is made easier. And I'll be your host, Kay Suthar. Oh my goodness guys, I have an awesome guest for us today. And I know what you're thinking you're like, "Oh my goodness, you say this at every week's episode." But seriously, he's an awesome guest. His name is Divian Mystery. He is a serial entrepreneur and marketing For personal brands who want to grow their businesses using proven time-tested strategies that work for personal brands. After starting his first business at the age of 14, he became known as the ticket master. At university, going to help clients achieve goals like creating six months worth of income within three weeks. Yeah, guys, you heard that right tripling event ticket sales within the first 24 hours and quadrupling event registrations within one month. Insane! He was featured in the Leicester Mercury newspaper after raising £5,000 for the Make-A-Wish Foundation at a charity event he hosted with keynote speaker Kevin Green from the TV show The Secret Millionaire He was featured in two business books, The Naked Warrior, Release the Inner Warrior and Transform Your Life, as well as the Escape the Rat Race, and currently hosts a weekly marketing show where he throws out the bro marketing and welcomes in the flow marketing. Please welcome to the show, guys, Divya Mystery, fractional CMO and CEO of HeadacheFreeWebsites.com. Oh my goodness, Vivian, I'm so excited to have you on the show.
1: Hey there, Kay. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really looking forward to this.
0: Yes, I'm looking forward to it as well, because today we're going to be talking about something pretty serious, right? Websites. And so I have a ton of questions for you today. But before we get into the nitty gritty, I would love for you to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and what you were doing before you even got into business.
1: Wow, that's a a good question because I got into business when I was 14 years old. So (laughs) I was like at school playing, you know, that kind of stuff before business. But I started my business full time when I was 22 straight out of university. So before this business, I ran a property business where uh, we invested in property and a particular strategy and we trained people how to do that. Um, And before that, there were several other businesses, but it started when I was 14 when I Started, um, what did I do at 14? I I, I can't remember. <laughs> um, I, I, my very first business was, um, I don't know if you remember, but that the people used to get them um, brochures through their front door where you could order home goods, right? But the company was called Betterware. So when I was 14, I was like, had a paper, and I was like, this came through, and there's an opportunity. I said to my parents, Can I do it? And they're like, Yeah, and so we signed up and then I went around the summer holiday and delivered them and collected them and earned a lot more than I would in a paper round (laughs) in that period of time. So that was fun. And also with this particular business with websites, I started, it was, I think I was 13 when I first coded using HTML, JavaScript, PHP, MySQL and CSS, my very first website. Um, And a fun little fact, me and my friends used to play this online text-based role-play game. You know, where you're like a little person, you go and collect a sword and a shield and you get like coins and stuff like that. Right. And then you join a clan and you have battles. and a... We played this game and then the person shut it down. It was called Dragon Swords Roleplay Game. The person who owned it shut it down. My friend managed to get the source code and we started it up again. I became the head coder for that. So I was coding all the brand new features um, at the age of 13, 14 years old. So wow. that was fun
0: oh my goodness well it sounds like a roller coaster Divien
1: yeah I mean I I'm pretty sure I've probably got ADHD <laughs> I'm never been testing I'm pretty sure I have because I just can't can't sit still
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness so what made you decide to then start up a company helping entrepreneurs business owners around their websites
1: So one of the big things that I've found is people who are personal brands, speakers, coaches, experts, in whatever way you're an expert, the biggest thing they get stuck on is there's two things they get stuck on. One is their messaging. They make it too complicated and they don't speak clearly to one marketplace. And second is always the tech. So it's like they hit the tech and they're like they they get stuck. And I, I had a client a few years back. Who'd been trying to build something for four months because they got told this tech that they they should use this particular tech piece Thanks. and it would do the outcome that they wanted and they came to me and we built that within a week or two and but the worst thing is the tech they got they got told to use didn't do what they wanted it to do <laughs> so we came in and was like it doesn't do what you wanted to do but we built it within two weeks and so you know that four months she could have been spending time. Getting clients, getting more exposure, being on podcasts like this, getting more sales, you know, Um, (laughs) instead of trying to figure out which buttons to click to make this thing work. So that's really what we do. We help people with the whole plethora of websites and tech, as well as with the strategy side of, well, what's your message? Who are you talking to? Why are you talking to them? And then that feeds into how do we make the website? Because it's not a simple thing if you've not done it before.
0: Oh my goodness, it really isn't and and I say that because you know what I'm not a tech person right I'm really not a tech person and if I could give that to you just to handle it oh my goodness that would be a great big weight off my shoulders for sure and the thing is Vivian, you know as coaches, consultants, business owners, speakers right, we need to stick to our lane right and so learning how to create a website is not something that I want to learn how to do right I would rather you just do it for me but Oh, my goodness. I've got so many questions here, Divian, for you. (laughs) Firstly, right, people ask me this question all the time. They're like, well, if I'm starting a business, why do I need a website? Can I not just use social media to build my brand? What are your thoughts on that?
1: Really good question. Um, So the answer is you could just use social media to build your brand. The problem with that, it's like setting up a – it's almost like – and. And you've got to remember, the answer is depends. The answer to most of the questions you're about to ask me, I'm going to answer with, it depends and then I explain why. So it <laughs> depends. If you're at the very start of your business, mm-hmm. then working on a shoestring budget is the best thing to do. And if you know that you're confident going out into social media and getting sales and building your business without a website, do it. One of the things a website does is give you a shop front. So imagine you went out into town right now to sell something. But you didn't have a stall, you didn't have a shop. Well, some people would turn up with their mm. items, got a pen here, and be like, just on the street, start talking to people, and they'll be able to sell it. And other people wouldn't, because they'd be like, well, who do I talk to? How do I talk? What, like, where do I begin? I don't know. I'm one of them people. If you sent me out into the middle of town, and just said, sell this, i will be like, I don't know who to talk to. I don't, it, that's not my style. My style is people. When people start to raise their hand or come closer to my store, then I'll go, oh, well, they're obviously interested because they walked up to my store. And so now I'll start a conversation. And so it depends on your personality as well. So um, what a website really is, is your is your shop front or your store. And so it helps the people, the foot footfall to go, oh, I'm interested. Let me walk into the store. And now you can start a conversation because you know they've got some level of interest, right? Um, so for me that's the difference it's like just walking into town going this is like social media social media is basically an online a big online party right Right. it's a social gathering and nobody goes to social media to buy something but people might go to social media and end up buying something but they don't go there for that purpose but a website you don't go to a website unless you're actually interested in what that person does so you turn it from a passive person to someone who's has some level of engagement by having a website. Um, and just to allude to your question at the part of your question at the start, um, I wouldn't necessarily invest loads of money into a website right at the start. Right. Um, I would start with something very simple, very cheap. And that just says what you do. Simple, cheap, says what you do. Because, Right at the beginning, here's what happens, for most coaches, speakers, and experts is you'll probably pivot 15, 20, 30, I don't know. I don't I can't tell you how many times I've pivoted in my business, but loads, you know. Um, and so you'll probably pivot and you'll keep pivoting, you'll tweak and pivot and pivot and tweak. And eventually you'll get to a point where you hit something that works, and then you'll do more of that. Or if you're like me, you'll go and do something new, and then realize you should have just done more of that. And Then you go back to it and do more of that, and you're like, "Oh yeah, we should just stay here." Um, so that's why I'd say start with something cheap and something that's easy to to get set up. Um, and you might do it yourself, or you might hire somebody. But where we come in is where you've got a level of success and you want to take it to the next level, but you need to clarify your message, you need to clarify who you serve and how you serve them and then you need to clarify the strategy what are the products you're going to sell what is um who are the people who are going to buy how are you interacting with them which lead magnet are we going to use as the main thing what's the main call to action all these questions we go through all that stuff before we even get to the point of actually building the website so your level of investment should be relative to where you're at um and it is important to have it unless you're somebody who is just happy to be on social, I just always do that. But I'm going to add just one more thing in to finish off the answer to this because I know you've got a million other questions. Um, One thing that I'm very, you need to make sure your website is actually an asset in your business. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't just build a website because everybody says build a website. It should have a purpose to it and it should have a call to action on it and you should get people to make, move, do something, engage with you. But I think if you're gonna grow a business that's a substantial business, you need a website because it's your shop, right? right? There are a lot of people out there, and I've seen a lot of people touting about that. Hey, you don't need a website, you don't need a funnel, you just need a PayPal link and a phone, and that's it, and Instagram, and you can build a substantial business. You will get to a certain point with that, and then you'll burn out. And I've because I've been behind the scenes of so many businesses you will burn out because the only way to grow is a bigger team. And with a bigger team, you need systems and processes and assets in your business. So you're not doing all the work yourself. So a website is essential in that. And I'd say if you're contemplating between a website and and a funnel, do a website because that has more longevity than a funnel.
0: Okay, 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 I like that. And I like the fact that the the way you said it, like that is the is your online shop front of letting people in and giving them information, value, services, products, whatever it is. And I like the way you mentioned that because everyone understands when you go on the street, you've got a shop front, they advertise on a shop window, but you're doing this online, right? And, oh my God, there's so many more technical things involved in it. And one of the things I would really like to go into... A little bit later is how SEO works with websites, right? And I know that's really technical, so I want to keep that basic. But before we even get to that point, a lot of people say to me, well, can I not just build a website on Wix? It's easier. They have templates. You just put things all together. What I mean, what would you say about using things like Wix? Is that a good tool to use?
1: Um, I don't like Wix.
0: Well, do you know what? I don't like Wix either, but only because it has issues with SEO. And I know how important that is when it comes to website. But why don't you like uh, Wix?
1: The thing is about softwares like Wix and Squarespace. By the way, if you're going to use one of them, I'd suggest Squarespace over Wix, personally. Okay. Um, But the problem with them softwares is at the beginning, they look awesome because they're like, oh, there's template, just throw it together, done really quick. But then what happens is down the line you need to get more you need to get more sophisticated and more clever about how you're doing marketing. So what that means is, when you start out, for example, let's take Squarespace as an example. Just because I know the platform a little bit better, um, Squarespace they've got templates and stuff you can build a load of stuff. You can only integrate Squarespace with their own email marketing platform or Mailchimp. If you want to integrate it with any other email marketing platform, you have to have a software called Zapier sitting in between. So one, that's another cost. And two, it's more complicated to set up. And for me, the problem with that is, well, why can't I integrate with anything else? It's basically because you don't want me to because you want to keep a monopoly. Now, their own email marketing platform and MailChimp aren't very good for more sophisticated um, marketing campaigns. So down the line, when you want to only talk to this segment of your list or that segment of your list, it becomes much more challenging to automate them processes. So right at the beginning, it can be okay. But I always think that you should set something up in the way that you intend to keep it going in the long term. Right. So personally, we we mainly deal with WordPress websites. Yeah. Um, and personally, I think it's the best platform for websites because it gives you ultimate flexibility. And you can literally do anything you want on it if you know how. <laughs> it's always the key if you know how right. um but if you are at the very start of your journey it's okay to use another platform but just realize it's probably not going to serve you as soon as you start hitting like multi six figures that wix website is probably not going to serve you you're going to have to recreate the thing on wordpress and or another platform that does a lot more than what what wix or squarespace does and it's going to cost you to transfer it over to a new platform. And the new platform is going to be more expensive to maintain, but it's going to give you more of what you need to grow your business. Because at each stage, you need something different. If you're starting out, you need something different to when you get to multi-six figures. And then when you get to multi-seven figures, you need something different. Then, you know, from the low multi-seven figures to the high multi-seven, you need something different, right? At each stage, it changes what you need and how you operate. So um, it's important you realize that if you do go with them. Um, but if you're somebody who has who wants to set it up right in the first place, just start with WordPress. And then, you know, there's a bit of a learning curve. Hire somebody um, to make it happen. Even if it's a basic website, hire somebody to do something basic for you. And then move forward with that. And it's an asset, right? So once it's set up, you don't have to change it every five minutes. You can if you want, but it's an asset. You don't have to. It's not something you're going to have to recreate every six months. Mm-hmm. It's probably something you're going to recreate every few years, to be perfectly honest. That's the pattern I've seen. I recreate my website every few years. And <laughs> growing clients always seem to change their website every three to five years because right. the business evolves so much in that time. So yeah. can't even remember the question, but hopefully they'll answer it. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: So what you're really saying is – to keep in mind what your end goal is, right? With that kept in mind, then you know what kind of system you want to start off with because you're looking for the long term. And so if you're going to go with Wix or Squarespace, you know, and you're okay for later on spending money to transfer over to a better sophisticated system, then great. But if you want to save yourself some money and time and actually just start with what needs to work in the long term, then start with WordPress.
1: Yeah, but that also depends on how serious you are about your business, right, and your level of experience. So, like, if you're someone who's just coming into, into your business in whatever type of business in it is and you're just testing some stuff out and you, it may end up in a business and it may not, go for the Wix website because you don't have a clue what's going to happen. Right. But if you're someone who's coming in going, right, I am going to be a coach, right. hands down, I'm going to be a coach, going to figure it out, don't care how long it takes me, then go for the WordPress because that's going to set you up better for the long term because you know you're going to do it, right? You know you're going to build this business. So it depends on, like, you've got to assess where you're at um, in terms of that. You know, that's why, you know, when you see new restaurants as a show, I think on Netflix, that I was watching the other day. Um, I can't remember the name of it, but they basically invest in new restaurant ideas. Um, And they take these restaurant ideas and they create pop-up shops up in Manchester and and they run it for a day or two. So the investors can see how they run it and the taste of food, et cetera. And that's a great way of testing, right? A pop-up shop, because it doesn't cost a lot. Um, And so you got to think of it like that. If you're someone who's just testing something, you don't really know where it's going, create a pop-up shop online, you know, create a website that's temporary, that's cheap to begin with. But if you're somebody who's like, no, I've run a business before, I know that I'm going to grow this business, just go go, start it with the right thing and then you don't have to faff around down the line.
0: I like that. I like that. And so that brings me to my next question, Divian, right?
1: Because
0: it's not just about, okay, picking Wix or Squarespace or, you know, WordPress, but then you've got to look into hosting, Right, And we've had conversations about this, and oh my goodness, you've helped me so much with my website, right? And so what are some of the things that people should be looking for when they're deciding where they want their website hosted? The top five important things that they should think about when they're looking for a hosting company.
1: I'm glad you said top five, because there's probably at least 15 things that can real off the top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so there's there's two main types of hosting that you can have. One is called shared hosting, and one is called a, a server. I mean, they both run on a server, but we provide people with the server hosting. So, um, and that means it's much better performance. It means it's less prone to security issues. It means it's faster. It means all of the best stuff. But obviously, that comes at a cost. If you're at the earlier stage, you want something called shared hosting. And so basically, in short, the way hosting works is it's like having a laptop and you have your website on this laptop or this computer. And then there are things called data centers where they have computer after computer after computer. They literally have thousands in like a building. It's insane when you see it. It's like, what is this? It's like something from outer space or something. Um, And the way shared hosting works is imagine you've got thousands of computers And you buy a little slither of one of them computers. Now, the good thing about that is you can keep your costs low. The challenging Mm -hmm. thing about that is it will slow. Your website won't be as fast. um, uh, Loads of other websites will be on that same server, like loads, thousands probably. Just on the one server, the one computer that you're on will be thousands of other websites. And um you're as a result you're prone to security risks where them or the websites that are on that same server um could have viruses and stuff and therefore you could end up your website could end up having them viruses but if you do go for shared, there are some good companies out there what i'd look for is make sure you get enough disk space for your website so a typical website might be somewhere between one and four gig the biggest one we probably dealt with is somewhere like eight or 10 gigabytes in size um so make sure you've got enough space, disk space. And most of the servers now, but check this, um, have solid state drives uh, and not old school hard drives. The solid state drives are way faster than the old school hard drives. And so you want to make sure they've got SSD, they're called SSD drives for their for their servers. The second thing I'd say you definitely want is something called a content delivery network. Um, And a content delivery network is basically like, imagine your website sits on my computer. Now, if somebody from Australia wants to access your website and it only sits on my computer, their connection has to come from all the way from Australia to my laptop to get the information. And then it needs to go all the way back through the line, the internet line to their end and it loads. Now, that's relatively quick on some servers, but... Wouldn't it be better if we can shorten that distance so it loads quicker? So the way a content delivery network works is the main website's on my laptop and then what happens is it clones it in lots of different places across the globe. So like the content delivery network we use has 200 and over 290 locations across the globe. And so it clones it in 290 different places and it constantly clones it. So you make a change, it will reclone it. You make another change, it'll reclone it. So you've always got the latest version all the way across the world. Wow. And so what that means is then if somebody's on Australia wants to access your website, they will access it from the local version on the local server instead of from your laptop, which is probably a distance like this short versus my arms can't go wide enough, right? That massive, um, and it speeds it up. So I'd say that. The third thing I look for is support. Because yes. if your website goes down, you want to make sure you've got support there.
0: My goodness. Yes, yes, definitely. I, I've experienced it myself. You know about this. Yes. You need the support from your hosting when something goes wrong. Because it's inevitable when it comes to websites, right? Yes. And so that, that to me, is my number one goal, right? Making sure that the support is there. So, yeah, please go ahead.
1: The support. And then in addition to that, you've, uh, you've got to make sure that you've got enough capacity, there's several different capacity uh, metrics you need to look at. If you've got a small website, you're probably going to be fine. But bigger websites, um, there's things called bandwidth, there's things called nodes. And these are all additional criteria of how big your website is. So it's not literally just the size of the documents. There's other factors you've got to consider as well. And then do you want email? Do you want your emails with your hosting? Do you host your email somewhere else? You've got to think about that, right? right? Often the uh, um, companies that host websites, the email part of what they do isn't great. Mm. Like it's, it, it's all right, but it's not the best. And usually using something external is better. Like Google Workspace is awesome for email hosting. We use uh, Rackspace for, through our hosting. We use Rackspace for hosting. And then, you know, are they back, are, do they have security features as well? That's a big one. Because if they don't have security features, what happens, as you know, is <laughs> the virus is, and then it's a big problem and it costs you a load of money, time, effort, and energy
0: Yeah. when
1: you could have avoided that. So I always say prevention is better than cure. Yes. So what we do when we host people on our server, so the difference between a shared hosting and the server is, Shared, there's loads of websites there. You have no control over which websites are with yours. We have a server ourselves. So we control how many websites we put on there and whose websites. We have our own scanning of websites constantly going on. Every day we scan the websites for viruses. We have a content delivery network that has 290 locations across the globe. So super fast loading times. Um, And we make sure that the resources being used aren't overused by any particular website. Right. So, if there's uh, like if you've got if you're on a shared hosting and one of the websites on that hosting is got tons of traffic all of a sudden, that's a problem for your website because it will slow your website down. We just make sure that we we balance that out so we don't have too many websites on the individual server. So if they do if one of them gets a spike, it's not going to affect your website. Um, and then we've got additional security like things like firewalls and. Uh, we monitor stuff and we update all your plugins and we make sure all the all the ways in which hackers can normally get in are closed off. Um, and we make sure that's the case before as soon as you get onto our hosting. Obviously, that comes at a premium. So you know, we don't charge one or two dollars a month. We charge much more. Um, and if you are going to go with shared hosting, don't go with the one or two dollars a month because it's going to be slow. It's going to be rubbish. It's going to be full of bugs you're probably going to want to spend $10 to $20 a month for the shared hosting to get something reasonable. Um, and then we're much more expensive than that. But if someone wants a conversation, they can have a conversation with us.
0: Definitely. Do you know why do, uh, you know, you got to have a conversation with different guys, right? Because I had issues with my website, i got to be honest, right? Where there was malware, there was viruses. And then I didn't get the support from the hosting, unfortunately and so this issue went on for about a month me going back and forth and the amount of time and energy and the money right that you lose from putting all this much energy into trying to fix something is just not worth it and so this is the reason why I'm working with Divian with my website because I don't ever want that to happen again Because it is a headache and you don't want that for your business because you want to keep moving forward. So thanks for all that information, Divya. Now, before you go, I did mention I want to talk about SEO, right? Why is SEO so important? And for the people that don't understand SEO on website, can you please explain why people want to make sure that their website is created in a way that ranks them on SEO?
1: Great. Uh, Yes, I can do that. So SEO is short for Search Engine Optimization. So when you go into Google and you search for something in Google, the websites that come out at the top are the ones that Google deems as the most worthy to come out at the top after the paid ones. Because if you see sponsored, it means they're paid. And after that, it's all the website that Google go, these are the most worthy websites to show up first. And Google have something called an algorithm, Think of it, you know, for those who didn't maybe didn't like math, think of it as a formula, uh, a complicated formula that they've got. And that formula goes based on these criteria, we're going to rank you higher or lower in that search, right? And so, one of the biggest criteria with making, or oh, there's a number of criteria. One criteria is that um, your user experience when people come to your website. Yeah. If they don't, the, the longer people stay on your website, Google says, well, if they stay on longer, it means they're having a good experience. So we're going to rank you a little bit higher as a result. Um, If they go to multiple pages, we're going to rank you a little bit higher. Um, If the website, this is not a strict, um, this is like an indirect one, but if the website loads quickly. Now, there's no Google, from my understanding, the, the, the algorithm doesn't work based on speed, but the speed makes the user experience better. And so, therefore, the user experience is better, and therefore they rank you higher. So, the way it works is Google look at your website and go, you know, how relevant is it for this particular search term, or otherwise known as a keyword, or that particular search term? So you can put these keywords into the into your web pages, into the back end of your website. And Google will search your website, it's called crawling. They'll crawl your website every so often and be like, oh, we think we should push this up or or, or drop it down because it's not as relevant for these particular keywords. And you might your website might have a few keywords or hundreds. It depends on how big your website is and right. what, what search term you're trying to rank for. Now, one of the biggest factors that affect this is something called backlinks. So backlinks are where, um, for example, we're doing this podcast now, and um, at the end of this, um, you might put my website address onto uh, the show notes. So people watch this or listen to this. They click the link and they come to my website. And so if that source of traffic is a good source of traffic, Google go, oh, well, you've been featured over there so you and you're getting traffic from there and we already think they're good, so you must be good by default. And so they increase your ranking. And so there's a whole science behind it, which uh, some of which is actually even beyond me. <laughs> um, there's something like 170, 180, 190 different factors that Google take into consideration. Oh my but goodness. the ones that I just mentioned are the kind of the, the most important factors.
0: Yeah. Wow. David, oh, my goodness. There's so much information in such a short amount of time thank you so much for you know giving us the time and so much knowledge so many golden nuggets in such a short amount of time now guys i urge you go and reach out to divian right because there's so much more involved in websites he's just giving us a snippet and my mind is already blown right i don't know how you guys are feeling but my mind is already blown and so reach out to him divian where can they go to connect with you
1: so there's actually something I want to share right now for those who um, those who listen, which is not available publicly. Um, I'm going to give you a special link for this. I've written a guide called the 11 most effective strategies to capture more leads from your website in the next 60 days without spending more on traffic. Oh, wow. So, you can your guys can go to 11 obviously we'll put it in the show notes as well yeah 11 this is all spelled out so there's no numbers in this 11strategies.com forward slash usp usp kind of standing for you, the name of your podcast yeah. uncensored society <laughs> podcast um so you can go there and get that for free um you there's a different lead magnet on my main website heading for your Or you can find me on Facebook. Just type in Divian Mystery. There's not many of us in the world. (laughs) Um, Or LinkedIn. And I'm sure we'll put the links to them specifically in the show notes. So um, you can connect with me on there. But do go and get the lead magnet because the, the free guide that I give away because it's got lots of tips and ways in which you can improve your website
0: right oh my goodness guys go and get that lead magnet it's completely free it's going to get you started connect with divian go to his website have a conversation with him right he can do wonders for your business and for your website i urge you to go and do that right now divian thank you so much for your time your knowledge oh my goodness so many golden nuggets
1: thank you so much kate been a pleasure being on here
0: Thanks for listening to Make Your Mark podcast at www.makeyourmarkpodcast.com. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so you get this and every other episode that comes out. We have lots of great stuff coming, so make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss it. And thank you in advance for all the reviews and comments. I appreciate it so much and I look forward to serving you in next week's episode.